Welcome back to Trends. I am DJB and this is Trends. This is the podcast where we just like to celebrate all the weird, wonderful internet trends that we come across every single week. And I feel like we're all kind of settling into this kind of delirium now of what is the lockdown period. Not quite sure how long it's going to go on for. So therefore, you know, it was kind of novel for the first two weeks and then people I feel like are starting to get to this this period of like okay this is now settling into a reality and things like exercise that maybe you wouldn't have done for like a holiday period you know two weeks is like a good holiday period are suddenly you're really missing out on I'm really like feeling withdrawal symptoms of not being able to go to the gym for example it's it's just kind of getting to that place so I hope that you're getting on okay wherever you are in the world wherever you're doing and if you're in lockdown, that you're not kind of going a bit too stir crazy. But I do feel like that lends us very, very well to the trends that are being created and are being celebrated around the world at this moment in time. So if nothing else, this period of time is really kind of allowing people to embrace the weird and wonderful of the internet. Because I think as well, we're seeing a lot of creators come online, a lot of DJs, Especially on my feed, there's a lot of DJs sort of doing live streaming, artists doing live streaming. I do feel a bit sorry for DJs because I've had a look at live streaming and because primarily you're playing other people's music, you can't do like a DJ set because you just get taken down for copyright. So it's a little bit frustrating and I feel like I don't know kind of how you overcome that bridge just yet because it's not like, you know, this is what most DJs do. <laughs> it's is to celebrate other people's music and kind of gel it together. But, you know, it's just one of those things. There we go. And of course, because I'm doing this at home in our little makeshift corner of a room, we've got Betty the Bulldog with us. So, of course, if you do hear some weird noises or uh, the fact that she's actually snoring right now in the room, that is Betty just joining us on the podcast because she, you know... She just loves to be part of it every week. I don't know what it is. She just needs to be in the room whilst we podcast. Although I would really like to try some live streaming. So who knows, maybe I should try and do the podcast live one day. Maybe I'll get a guest. Does that promise I can never find anybody else who wants to talk about trends? You know, it's, it's a tough choice. It is a tough one. Now, before we get into this week's trends, I've managed to draw four out of everything that's been going on. Um, I just want to kind of harken back to last week because there's been a development, which is kind of exciting, you know, exciting things. And that is the Bay Potato song. We talked about this last show, last episode, and it was the Matt Lucas song. He'd sung it online. And basically, he sings the song about Bay Potato, giving you life advice and he'd done a version of this song where he gives life advice about the coronavirus and how to look after yourself during the coronavirus. It went viral online, like people really, really got into it. And it's just literally him. He's obviously set up his, his phone. It looks like it's filmed on a phone and by a piano and he's just playing it out and just very short. It's, I think it's about a minute long, the, the actual song and the clip. So it's amazing that, you know, it's very easy to put these things together and to get them out online. Well, there's been a development with the baked potato song. 
because it was so popular online. People were getting so into it, especially here in the UK, that it was decided by Matt Lucas that he was going to release it as a single. So over the course of like a week, it's kind of escalated. It came out as a single and it was released to raise money for the Feed NHS emergency and it was released to raise money for the Feed NHS campaign. So all of the proceeds from that are going to a good cause. And just like how one trend can grow and promote something good, but then also raise money for it as well. So it's just kind of like, because we've given it support, we've given it the attention and just embraced the baked potato song. It's now doing some good in the world. Trends just like carrying on going. And I didn't realise as well that this song is not like a new song. It's actually a 20-year-old comedy song that he did on one of the early shows. He was on a show called Shooting Stars. I was a bit young for Shooting Stars, but I do remember it on TV. It was a bit of a bizarre show. <laughs> but there's actually um, where he first sang the song. And there's actually, if you look on YouTube, there are clips of him singing the original song. And he's by a dinner plate. There's a giant potato, which is a puppet which actually does the voice of the potato in the song. So he just kind of like reworded the song because even in the original, the potato is giving like life advice. So you know what, like it's great to see it just like coming back around again and just finding a new lease of life. Who thought like a 20 year old comedy song would come back around and be released as a single as the baked potato song. Now, according to my sources, I was looking it up um, he also did a version of a duet with this song with Gary Barlow, so that's been going around online. And then because he released the song, it was going for the charts. And looking at the state of the charts, it reached number two in the UK official Big Top 40. So that's quite a big deal. He's, you know, obviously people are getting behind it, giving the support, and it's all going to go to the NHS. Camp, feed NHS campaign so it's like all going to a good cause all from a song about a baked potato that's less than a minute it's awesome well that was a lot of information in a very short space of time and we haven't even hit this week's trends so I feel like we need to get into it and one kind of common trend with a lot of these I didn't know when not to group them as like one category altogether but in the end I decided to kind of just space them out because a lot of these are related to the lockdown and people's just like state of minds and what's going on and how they're coping with the lockdown period. So I feel like this is what we're gonna see over the next course of weeks as the lockdown continues. Which brings me to my first trend of the week. Now, I feel like this was actually quite relatable to a lot of people, maybe not to the extent that happens in this trend. This was a uh, photograph that was shared on Twitter, okay? And this was by Sarah... Sarah Konoski, I think? And uh, as a lot of people are doing at the moment, we are helping out our parents or our elderly neighbours or family or something to go and do their shopping so that they don't need to go out to the shops themselves. And so she says in her tweet, I finally convinced my parents to let me get their fruit and veg. And now my dad has sent me this floor plan of the shop. 
clearly I'm 44 and a total moron. <laughs> now just to give this some context, there is a photo that she includes with her tweet, which has a very, very, very detailed map and diagram of the grocery store where she's going to do her parents' grocery shopping. Not only is it just the fruit and veg, now he's, he's obviously catalyzed, he's sort of outlined where all of the aisles are and named where all the items are as well on this diagram. But even to the point where he's put the front doors of the shop, He's put the road name so people know where the car park is, where there's a coffee shop. <laughs> and then also he's drawn arrows on how to walk around the grocery store to get all the bits that he wants. So he's like really, the detail in this picture is incredible. Also, I am thoroughly impressed with how he can remember where all of the grocery items are. I think mainly because like, sometimes they change the, the layout or the location of stuff. So how can you be that confident that the items that you want are still going to be where they are placed in the shop? But you know what? Like, I think, I think the bigger or more staple ones will probably be where they normally are. I don't think they will change them that quickly. Um, <laughs> but it's even just like, the detail in it as well, like not just tomatoes, it's vine tomatoes that he wants and he's put exactly where the vine tomatoes are on this diagram. <laughs> like he's also put where the custard apples are and where the large Granny Smith apples are so that you know which apples you're getting. You know, it's just things like that where it's, it's not just information, it's just right down to the detail. And like, Part of me is very impressed with this diagram and the, the detail that he's gone into it, but it also gives me a little bit of just a bit of a mind freak because in our house there's three of us and so between the three of us, one of us has to do the shopping. Now normally I'll do like a weekly shop and so I know where to get stuff and I also, I can be quite specific with what I like. So like, if you don't get what I've wanted, I can be a little bit disappointed if you try to go for like an off, if it's not quite the right thing, but this is, it's fairly close. I don't know why, but I think it's just because I've been let down before trying products that are not quite the one you want, but just like trying it and just didn't work out in the same way. So the part of me just kind of has this fight within myself knowing that I like things a particular way, you know? <laughs> so there's a little bit of a horror with the idea of somebody else doing the shopping, just for the fact that like, I'm writing a list of stuff I would want. How neurotic do you get with the list? For example, like, if I want a Snickers bar, I'll, will I be okay if there are no Snickers bars and they buy like, the Tesco own brand Snickers bar. Now, I, I, I'm not that fussed about those too much, but it just, you know, it, it will make a little bit of a difference. The same with milk, like, I like the green semi-skimmed milk. Whole milk's okay, but not for cereal. I like whole milk if I'm, you know, I treat myself to whole milk if I want it in like a hot chocolate. 
but not in my cereal. That's too thick. I can't deal with it. <laughs> and that's just like a personal preference. But I'm like, if I just write milk, what if they get the wrong one? Because then I'll just be disappointed. Don't go for red. That's just, you know, that's like, a, what's the point <laughs> of having red milk? So I'm like, do I put on the list green milk? Or is that just like too much? Will that, will that make me come across as just like, I'm being that picky? And of course, that's just with like your milk and stuff. That's not down to any other kind of items on this list. And of course, if you start doing that with every single item on your shopping list, the poor person going shopping is going to be so annoyed at you. So there's part of me that's just like, <laughs> I can relate to why this dad is so neurotic about his list and what he likes and kind of losing the control of not being able to go and do it yourself. But also, I feel so bad because if I'm the one doing the shopping, the fact that I don't know if I should be offended if somebody's gonna give me a detailed diagram of the supermarket and where all the items were, did they not think I know where everything is? So it, yeah, it just plays in my mind a little bit. I'm just like, I'm not sure how to kind of take this at the moment. Even down to, he even, he even puts where, the, where to pay for stuff. Like, this is where, this is where you go to, to pay the, for the shopping. <laughs> so yeah, just, it plays with your mind. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. We haven't overcome the shopping situation in our house yet. So I don't quite know how it's gonna go down. Luckily, we still have a bit of a store that we don't need to go to the supermarket just yet. But <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> You're probably all gonna just like hate me now. Just be like, you are too picky, stop it. It's too much, it's too much. <laughs> Surely I'm not the only one who likes, I don't know, just likes, I like things in specifics. It's like when somebody asks me to buy something from the supermarket, I'd rather them tell me exactly what they want, not, well, just get me something like this. For example, like popcorn. I often get a text when I'm going shopping and I'll ask everybody in the house what they want and they'll say popcorn. Well, what type of popcorn do you want? There's lots of different types of popcorn. I will probably get it wrong if I just get any popcorn. <laughs> but it's just one of those things I'll just feel bad. I will just feel bad. <laughs> I love some of the responses though, because I think it really shows people's sort of, you know, this people's thoughts and views on this. <laughs> because either you find it very cringeworthy or it's just funny. And I think that's the lovely thing about this. For example, Gary says, obviously it's a get out quickly plan for a heist movie. I actually can relate to this. If you actually look at the picture, I could see it, you know, with the arrows and everything. It's got that kind of feel to it. It could, this could be happening. Gemma says, I know someone whose nan writes the shopping list in the order you find it in the store. I actually, that's awesome. You might mock them, but that would make it so much easier when you're shopping. I have not mastered the ability to do that. Not yet anyway. Because like when you go with a shopping list, the problem is, is that I spent half the time like, I know it's on here somewhere, I need to cross it off. Was if everything was in order, or you missed stuff on the list and you have to go back through the store to get the things you missed and it just takes you longer and you're like, oh, rubbish. <laughs> Peter says the arrow's got me good. 
He's like telling you there's only one route to get the fruit and veg. Don't be getting the cauliflower before the avocados. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's like maybe there's like an order you need to get everything in. Crazy. <laughs> Craig says, I always leave a trail of bread crumbs so I can find my way out. <laughs> To be fair, one of the downsides of doing grocery shopping is that you always end up getting more than what you think you're going to get. Just don't go shopping when you're hungry because that just makes it worse. Just don't do it. The Monk Man, his confidence in the location of the poor poor is fascinating, given that oranges have a question mark. But yeah, like the fact that it looks so sure in this whole thing and yet when there's oranges written on the diagram, he has to put question marks. It's like, so there are some items that you're not 100% sure where they are, okay. One question I did have though, looking at his list, what is a custard apple? Like, I've never heard of a custard apple before. Maybe I need to Google this. Is there such a thing as a custard apple? Let's have a look. Oh my word, there is actually a thing called a custard apple. I'm learning stuff on this podcast every time. Okay, so this is Wikipedia. We know we, we learn everything from Wikipedia, apparently. Custard apple is a common name for a fruit and a tree which bears it. I can't even say that. Anona reticular, I think. We'll go with that. Of course, this podcast, every single week, there are so many names I can't say, I should just stop saying them. Fruits vary in shape, heart-shaped, spherical, oblong or irregular. Size vary from 7cm to 12cm. When ripe, the fruit is brown or yellowish with red highlights. Flesh varies from juicy to very aromatic to hard with a repulsive taste. <laughs> okay. The flavour is sweet and pleasant, akin to the taste of traditional custard. Custard apple is native to the New World, but has been found on the island of Timor in Indonesia. So, a custard apple is actually a real apple. Who knew? You learn something new here every day. Custard apple. It's a real thing. I, I thought we were just naming a certain type of apple, but apparently not. This is a real thing. <laughs> And I think that's where we can end the first trend of this week, the grocery store map. Is Sarah the only one to get a grocery store map? Have you received one? Let me know if you had anything as detailed as that map over the past few weeks to get you through the lockdown, to get you through your grocery shopping. It's a big question. Trend number two we're gonna look at today relates to Zoom. Everybody seems to be getting to Zoom at the moment or like video, some sort of like video chat with friends or whatever. House party's been around, they've had a little bit of controversy lately. Zoom does seem to be the place to go at the moment. Everybody's into Zoom. I have, I think I've only tried it once and it didn't work very well for me. So <laughs> maybe, who knows, <laughs> it works better for you. Um, I also haven't got many friends at the moment who, who are into Zoom. I don't know whether I've just not got the right type of friends or family that want to do Zoom, but I see loads of people really, really embracing it. It's just not happening for me at the moment. 
but people are getting really, really into Zoom. What I really find fascinating about Zoom is it was kind of, as far as I saw it, it was kind of almost set up for business. That was the main purpose of having Zoom. So you could have video chats for work and stuff. And then because of the lockdown, it's become like the hangout place to go and people are embracing Zoom. So obviously you set up your camera, you go in to have your little chats and um, you set up, I've never really set up a Zoom so I don't know how it works, but you get together and you're on Zoom and you're having a video, uh, like a video hangout, video chat, whatever you want to call it. So it's, you know, it's a good, good place to be. And it's like bridging that gap when you can't go and see your friends during the lockdown. But one aspect of Zoom has really, really kind of just taken off, and that is Zoom backgrounds, which I did not know was a thing, but it is. It's great. And I also love this because, you know, knowing that Zoom was originally for like work purposes, and now this thing called Zoom backgrounds, where you can throw like anything up behind you and it will become your background. <laughs> It's awesome. So if we really, really think about it, people are selecting, people are really getting into Zoom backgrounds and they're selecting the weird and wonderful things to go behind them. A lot of businesses or brands are creating backgrounds you can fit behind you. I've seen Marvel do it, you know, other places, so that, you know, you could have a Marvel-themed background, you can Avengers-themed background. Whatever you want, you can have it as your background for your Zoom thing. So if you think that was where it was going to stop, no, because then people start going to the weird and wonderful places of to what you should have as your Zoom background. And they started trending online. It's really got me wanting to start a Zoom so I can try different backgrounds. I don't know. Promise, it's a big pressure thing because you're like, I don't know what I would have as my background on Zoom. How do you even set it up? I have no idea. We have to try this out. But people are really, really getting into Zoom backgrounds. And you can literally have any picture. This is like the thing, it could be anything. I also feel like knowing this piece of information, one of the reasons why I haven't got into it is because I could imagine myself spending hours making Zoom backgrounds. Just finding, like, trying different ones, finding the perfect one that I really want to use. <laughs> and it's like a whole day gone. Not that my days are that productive at the moment, but I just, I don't know if I can justify myself creating a Zoom back, like, working on the best Zoom background. <laughs> Especially because I've got nobody to use Zoom with. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Nancy on the... So these are some of the great Zoom backgrounds that I have seen floating around online. People have shared them. And we start going into meme territory because suddenly memes are not just something you look at online. They are becoming things that are your backgrounds on Zoom. Nancy, here is what the Star Trek background looks like on Zoom. She's in, she is the Starship Enterprise captain on Zoom. That would be awesome in meetings. <laughs> Don't talk to me, I'm the captain. Sorry, boss. Just a uh, just man in my ship. <laughs> or it will when you're like when you're in a classroom. Zava, new background is <laughs> the jealous girlfriend meme. <laughs> love it, love it. Especially if you place yourself just right, 
You've got the boyfriend looking at you from behind and the jealous girlfriend just there. Think about it. <laughs> Some people really get into like their Photoshop skills with this as well. Larry has got a picture of himself and basically a load of copies of his face. So he's in the forefront with just his face behind him multiple times. Just really, really going for it. You could like, you could really, if you had hats, you could get into like any job. You could pretend you're doing any job. We're just changing your Zoom background. He could just get like a pilot's sort of helmet for like a fighter jet. And he looks like he's flying a fighter jet. Next day he could put, put on a builder's hat and a high-vis jacket. He's on a building site. Oh my word. He could be living a whole life right here. Also, people have been making Zoom backgrounds. There's one of uh, a picture from The Office, that famous kind of shot when they kind of had their interviews on The Office TV show, and you can like stick your head there as if you're the one having the interview in The Office. You could be like Pam or Jim talking to the camera as if you're right there. <laughs> the only problem with that one, would you want to be seen in an office when you're not having to go to the office? Tough choice. <laughs> it's a tough choice. SpongeBob SquarePants. You could be at the Krabby Patty <laughs> restaurant <laughs> in Bikini Bottom. I think so. A lot of people are getting into shots of the aisles of toilet roll in supermarkets just to make a statement because that's fairly in trend at the moment. Also, how about the friend's front room? seating area just by the kitchen or how about putting yourself in a work of art margaret actually does one where she's creating uh, famous artworks as her zoom background there's another great one this is chad just stick yourself in a famous game show you could just pick a game show take a screenshot create a picture out of it and then you could he even makes himself a name tag to go with his profile in the game show, it's fantastic. <laughs> or you can place yourself as if you are the person who's being interviewed on the news. You could get the news logo right there, set it all up as a background, just as Russell has done, taking a famous meme right there. But you could even just make it your own, make it look like you're having a live interview <laughs> on BBC News. <laughs> Taking famous photos, there is the famous Ellen shot with all the celebrities. Stick yourself in the photo, do it. <laughs> so many options. You could take film stills. One person's gone through a number of like their favorite um, films and TV shows and just stuck their heads in it. Like the good place, the welcome sign just above you with the sofa. You could look like you're right there in the good place. You could like be living so many lives through Zoom backgrounds, I'm clearly missing out on something. I feel like I need to do this. Okay, trend number three is the open door challenge. If you haven't seen this one, it's actually really, really clever. And I feel like this came at a very, very good time when a lot of us are missing live sport. You you can't watch sport the same anymore because it's not happening. People are not able to go out and do sport. So 
a lot of places as well are struggling because those times when you maybe would have sat down at home and watched sports, it's not on or it's a rerun of a famous football match or Wimbledon match or something. So, you know, what do you do when you can no longer watch sports or just have the joy and the excitement of watching sports? Well, this challenge, I think, really, really helped you out. And what I really love about this is it just kind of got to the point where it was it was kind of like an outlet for all of the famous sports teams to really kind of engage with their fans and just kind of celebrate great sporting moments. Basically, the Open Door Challenge starts off with you just kind of um, on a screen watching maybe a sports game that you really love watching. The idea is you're watching it as you would normally watch it at home, but what would it be like if you could actually be there watching these famous sporting moments? And then this is clearly being filmed on a phone. So you're watching somebody's laptop with the sport playing, the match playing, whatever you want to call it. And then the phone turns around to the door and then you grab the door, open the door. And then it's what's playing behind the door is as if you're stepping live onto the court. So it's the same match, but from an angle or videoed from the perspective of being right there courtside with the fans, being in amongst it, celebrating these famous moments as they happen. And I love, one thing I love about this, um, this trend is just, I don't know where they get these clips from, but clearly if you're like a big sporting, you know, team or something, you, you have all of that stuff. But just the difference between watching the sport as if you're watching it on TV, to it being filmed literally right there as they're huddling, celebrating, and you can just literally see the joy and the, the excitement on their faces as they're kind of having these celebratory moments. And it just brings like a whole load of excitement to it, even though these are things that happened in the past. And the fact that you can kind of, you don't get to necessarily see the intimate moments of being right there courtside all the time. They're not things you get to see on TV from like the TV cameras. These are things that are filmed literally on phones and things and just gives you a really lovely intimate insight into how, how it must feel to be there, especially at a time when we can't go out and enjoy sports. So many places have done videos for the Open Door Challenge and, and also like some of them, these must be filmed by the actual teams themselves during some points when they're sort of celebrating matches because they get right in amongst like the huddles and celebrations and stuff. It's almost like part of the team. It's awesome. We've had Duke's men's basketball do it. Liverpool FC did it. Theirs is actually really cool because it's of them on the bus as they've got their trophy and, and everything and the Warrington Wolves, Golden State Warriors, and all different like stages of famous sporting events. So from sort of football to American football and basketball seems really popular. We've also seen ice hockey, boxing as well, even volleyball, which is an interesting one. <laughs> Baseball. A whole new way to just enjoy famous sporting events. Maybe like you could select your, your favourite. 
and see how you could uh, how you could get on with that one. So many different ways. And it's just great to see ways to like embrace sport at this moment where there's not a lot of sport going on. I was trying to think about what I would actually like to see, like up front and close. And it's a tough choice. Like I do like watching ice hockey. And uh, I think I think for me it, it might be I don't know because I feel like it works better with like a team sport where people really really get into it because like yeah I'd love to go to the Olympics and watch sports there but it, you wouldn't have necessarily watching some of those sports the kind of elation of the people getting really into it I feel like basketball would be a really really fun one to be right there on the front line watching it happen. We're not like, it's not like, I don't know any teams really in basketball because it's not very big here in the UK. But I do think that that would be pretty awesome. I must admit. <laughs> Trend number four comes out of a story that has been shared a number of times online, just all over the place. And I think because it's, it's so bizarre and yet so awesome that I think we're all just kind of appreciating it during lockdown. One of the things is obviously with it being lockdown, we can't go out and just kind of do our day-to-day -day lives we normally would have done. So the towns and cities are a lot quieter than they were before, you know? We're not using it as much. People aren't gathering together. So just generally, life outside of your house is very, very quiet. And... I think with that, you know, there's been a lot of talks about, you know, less pollution going on. You can see things clearly in the skies or in the oceans and things like that. So it's, it's, it's almost a little bit like nature's coming back, you know, it's, it's weird. And one of these stories which came out was from a township in a little town in North Wales. And there are numerous videos, photographs, of a herd of goats that have apparently overrun this town in Wales. <laughs> These are like mountain goats. And it's like, apparently, according to the reports, there's one small herd that has kind of like adopted the town as its new playing place. They're just embracing the fact that it's so quiet that they get in and around that town and just kind of wreak havoc, play a load of games, just really, really get into it. And, <laughs> and there's got to be like almost 10 goats in this little group. I don't know what you call a group of goats. <laughs> a herd, maybe. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Stewart actually shares a number of videos at night from his sort of house of these goats kind of and they're like running around the town and this kind of started he, he was sharing some videos and then other people as they're seeing the goats around whether they're walking by whether they're doing their daily exercises and they see the goats these goats are everywhere in and around the town <laughs> sometimes they're just walking around sometimes he's got videos of these goats just like destroying hedges considering the fact there's like 10 goats and you can imagine like around a house there's there's a hedge they're all attacking this hedge just all get it well, they all want a piece of it really that's it. <laughs> so andrew actually shares a story on twitter 
after seeing these goats and observing what these goats are doing around the town, that he actually calls the police <laughs> and tells them that there's a load of kids, okay, get it, <laughs> that were running riot, and uh, he thought we'd better pass it on to the officers. <laughs> so then he actually he actually sees some of these police officers trying to kind of herd these goats around, sort of with some big red lights. I don't know if the, her, the goats got arrested or anything, but they're clearly trying to kind of get these goats herded somewhere so that they're not wreaking havoc around the town. But it seems to be that these goats are here and they're not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Even now, like during the daytime, people are like spotting the goats around the town. And there's like a certain number of hedges that have kind of just been destroyed by these goats. And it's actually great as well, because you can like appreciate how little parts of this town, which were maybe just like walls or platforms around like car parks and stuff, are now sort of being adopted as uh, playthings for the goats. They're really, really enjoying it. <laughs> Any type of obstacle, they're gonna give it a go. I haven't seen them on cars yet. So, you know, they haven't gotten to the point of vandalism apart from maybe the hedges. But it's early days, who knows how long this is going to continue on for. <laughs> one of my favourite photos of these goats is one of the goats with these huge horns poking its head up above um, a head. So he's, he's obviously got in there, and he's poking his head up as if it's like, you know what, we own this place now, get over it. It did make me wonder though, like, where did these goats come from? Are they like wild goats? Because there's a whole herd of them. Or are they owned by someone? Is there going to be like a farmer who's going to go out at one point and notice that his goats are missing? What do you do during a lockdown when your goats have gone missing? <laughs> and also like when these goats, especially because the roads are so quiet, they are like as a herd going down the street and when they all start running, like I can imagine that being a little bit intimidating for somebody on there <laughs> with like a group of almost 10 goats really getting into it. <laughs> what would you do if you're, you're doing like your daily exercise and this herd of 10 goats is just running towards you? <laughs> you probably get a good workout out of it to be fair. Or you're driving to the supermarket and uh, there's a herd of 10 goats in the middle of the road. What are you going to do? Are you going to wait for them? I don't know. <laughs> so I think this is clearly an example of the, the wildlife taking it back during the lockdown just makes me wonder like what kind of wilderness am I going to step into when this is over and you finally get out of your house? Who knows? But I think it would be quite cute to live in a town full of wild goats. I'll be right there. It'd be so awesome. <laughs> well, those are our trends of the week. Which one though is the one? That is the question. Which one should be our trend of the week? Personally, I just, I'm really tempted to Zoom backgrounds just because I think this is something that could help a lot of people and could embrace it during the lockdown. But because it's so weird and awesome, I think it has to go to the lockdown goats. Because you don't see that every day, it's awesome. I think it'd be great, you wake up in the morning, look out your window, there's just a herd of goats owning the town. <laughs> 
be sad to see them go off. This is all finished. <laughs> well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, you can get hold of me on Twitter at Katie Hillier or on Instagram. Let me know what trends you're into at the moment and let's just embrace the gloriousness that is trends.